0: A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives in the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful week. Well, if you're listening on Sunday, it's December 17th, and that marks eight years since my mom passed away. And the date is always very overwhelming for me, but um, I honor her memory at two different times of year the English date, which is December 17th when she died, and then the date on the Hebrew calendar, um, which commemorates her yort site, which just means remembrance when you honor the death of a loved one. And uh, in the Hebrew calendar, it's the 6th of Tevet. But this year, uh, the 6th of Tevet falls on the evening of Sunday, December 17th. So I think it's very interesting and serendipitous that the two days fall um, at the same time this year. So I'm going to be taking a little bit of time off social media. I'm still going to post about the podcast and you know some other things, but not really going to be in my DMs and stuff like that. So um, bear with me while I take a little bit of time for myself this coming week. So getting into Bravo-related stuff, Ultimate Girls Trip, New York Legacy Edition is out. I have not had a chance to watch it yet, but cannot wait to get into it. I've heard it is fabulous and so fun. One thing I'm kind of sad about is hearing today that Ultimate Girls Trip that was filmed in Morocco is unlikely to make it to air because of all of the, you know, Legal stuff and accusations that were made, and it's just all a bit of a mess. Brandy Glanville, however, is not going quietly into the night. She is very upset that it's not making it to air. She wants a chance to clear her name and she wants to prove to everyone that production was the one that was telling her to drink more and telling her to do certain things and you know we've kind of heard some of this stuff from the reality reckoning articles that have come out about production kind of encouraging drinking and things like that. But Brandy publishing text messages from members of production saying you should pull so and so aside and have a drink with them is the first real, like, cold hard proof I feel like I've seen that production actually does encourage drinking, other than just the fact that alcohol is made available. Now, of course, you know, Brandy doesn't have to follow that instruction. But it is kind of implied to listen to production to make a good show. So I could see how someone would receive a text message like that and think, okay, I need to dial it up. And it'll be really interesting to see how the network addresses Brandy exposing so much of the behind the scenes. Okay, Um, I am so excited because today I have Larry from Bravo by Gaze on and we get to go through all of the shows that were on this week aside from Married to Medicine. I'm still behind on that show, but I promise you I'm going to do a very special episode in 2024 once I get fully caught up. Um, But we go through so many different things. But one thing I didn't really get as much of a chance to talk about was um, Anne-Marie or Anna-Marie. We can't figure out (laughs) how you pronounce her name. We know how it's spelled. But kind of how hard she went against Sutton um, by kind of leveraging her uh, medical knowledge as a nurse, um, nurse anesthetist. Uh, kind of telling Sutton that if you have a like narrow esophagus, you just need to chew more. And it appears that is like poor medical advice and factually inaccurate. Dr. Tiffany Moon actually went on TikTok to explain what an esophageal narrowing is, what the procedure Sutton said that her brother has to expand the esophagus uh, is like. And, um, you know i I don't know. I did find it very odd that Anne Marie was sort of trying to insinuate that Sutton was lying about her medical condition. I don't know. there's so many things that can be true at once. Sutton can have an unhealthy relationship with food and she can also experience this like very real medical issue and Anne Marie reminds me a little bit of. Jenny Wynn's husband, when she was on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, who was a chiropractor but wanted to give advice for things that weren't related to chiropractic care. And I feel like Anne Marie is like trying to share things that are outside of her scope of knowledge in medicine. And, you know, even when she was saying you shouldn't mix alcohol and gabapentin, yeah, that's kind of true, but it's definitely not as dangerous as many other drugs, you know, and I don't know, she just was speaking with such sort of seemingly medical authority, that it was, I don't know, it didn't, I didn't like it. I really didn't like it, especially how we're getting to know her. If this is how we're getting to know her, it's not um, particularly positive. And speaking of things that are not particularly positive, (laughs) um, Southern Charm. So, oh, man, I actually really enjoyed this week's episode. I think it was my favorite episode of the season thus far. What's, you know, not been great is watching this really sad fallout between Taylor and Olivia, who were very close friends. And it's very sad to watch that kind of go down the drain I do feel like Taylor, as I've said before, is weaponizing forgiveness. You know, I know that she is a Christian woman who talks about her faith a lot, and I do believe that forgiveness is a huge part of her faith, but I think there's something that she might be missing in that just because you apologize doesn't mean people have to forgive you. And you can choose when you forgive people. And so if Taylor chooses to forgive others, that's her choice and that's how she wants to live. But other people don't have to forgive her. And, you know, she just doesn't get that she's not entitled to forgiveness. All that being said, I do think Olivia has forgiven her. The problem is, is that the story keeps changing and new information keeps coming out. So after Olivia has forgiven her, she gets upset about the new information that comes out. And it's sad to watch Taylor play the victim because all she really has to do is come clean and just say how sorry she is and really be sorry. And, you know, if Olivia accepts it, she accepts it. If she doesn't, she doesn't. But, you know, acknowledging that she is, you know, trying to work on herself and she knows she messed up, but that she's not the victim in the situation, I think would be helpful. But that's not how she is, you know, dealing with the situation. She's saying she's being verbally abused by Olivia, which is pretty ironic to say when she's sitting next to Shep Rose, who I believe actually verbally abused her throughout the relationship. You know, we saw how he screamed at her when she dropped an egg in the game that they were playing last season. You know, and the things that he yells at her and then to get upset with Olivia and say that she's verbally abusive is a stretch. Madison and Craig are absolutely saving this entire season. They are so hilarious. I appreciate their commentary, especially Madison. When Madison (laughs) wore JT's clothes and did her best JT impression, I could not stop laughing. I just love watching her have a good time. She seems really happy in her life right now, and she's sort of playing the role that Cameron used to play on the show, which is that of the Greek chorus, you know. But she's getting and she's doing more than Cameron did. And she's really stirring the pot and then kind of walking away and providing commentary. And I find it incredibly hilarious and charming. (laughs) I just really enjoy Madison um, this season. So they all go on this booze cruise, and it looks really fun, honestly. And there's this captain, and he goes by the name Captain Sardine. And I would like to put him in the running for one of the new captains for one of the below decks because he was very, very entertaining. Um, some other things that happened this episode is we found out that Shep is selfish in bed shocker what makes it kind of crazy is taylor still chasing him and still you know like after all of that she's like he's not great in bed but you know i love him and i thought we were going to get married (laughs) like all these things not that that's the only reason you would marry someone but he has a lot of negative qualities and that is one of them and it's just like where are the positive qualities it's almost as if Taylor was in love with a version of Shep that did not yet exist, that she saw could exist in the future, and that's what she wanted to, that's who she wanted to marry, and that's like the life she wanted to have, but he never consented to the changes that she wanted to see from him. Um, Eventually, Austin does tell Shep that Taylor's the one that came on to him, which I think actually is an important fact in this whole scenario. I do think it makes Taylor look worse. Like she was, you know, this isn't something that just sort of happened naturally uh, that, you know, in a close moment and they're hugging and then they kind of act, you know, go in for a kiss. Like she sought him out and she was the aggressor in the situation. It led to a hilarious reenactment of Whitney and Austin kissing. And <laughs> then later Austin was like, Taylor and I, fuck. Ian made out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like he almost is admitting that they slept together. And he's like, and you guys can't get over it. And everyone's just like, oh, God, Austin. It would have been so much better if they came out from the beginning and were honest. But this drip, drip, drip of the truth is what I think is you know, driving Olivia mad. And of course, we have to remember that she's still in like the deepest, deepest stages of grief. And uh, Lord knows what she actually remembers from filming the rest of the season. Even though, you know, she's having these conversations and she's on camera, you know, her mind is probably elsewhere. Um, I don't know. I'm really enjoying like watching them try to have fun in Jamaica. I really like Vanita and Madison's friendship. I hope that Olivia gets closer with both of them. It feels like she needs some new kind of girlfriends and, you know, needs to kind of leave Taylor behind. And I want to see Taylor take accountability. I know that she's been put through the ringer. I can't imagine spending two and a half months with your name dragged all over the press and people going after you and, You know, you kind of aren't given a chance to sort of catch your breath with it. I, I don't know what it's like to go through a scandal like that with people watching, right? Like people that don't know who you are and they all have opinions. At the same time, I really do think she needs to take some accountability. And because she hasn't fully done that, I think that's why the viewers and people like me and especially Olivia aren't really able to trust what she says, so, I don't know. I want to know, are you guys enjoying Southern Charm? Are you kind of over it? It Does it make you sad to watch people like Shep who kind of are seemingly, I don't know, flowing along in life with no purpose? And <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's so wild because when we first started watching the show, you know, he was in his like early 30s and now he's like in his mid 40s and Not that it was cute back then, but it's like really not cute now. You know, I don't know. His behavior is something else. Actually, um, some good friends of mine were in, they live in Miami and they were watching um, the Miami Dolphins game the other week and were seated directly next to Shep. They don't watch the show, but they figured out who he was about halfway through the game because other people were coming up to him and asking for pictures. And so they sent me a photo. (laughs) I was like, "How was he behaving? They're like, he was all right. He seemed kind of douchey, but he was like taking pictures with fans and stuff. So there you have it. Boots on the ground. <laughs> all right, guys. I am so excited for you to listen to my conversation with Larry Crespo, who you all know as Bravo by Gays. He has a podcast called Bravo by Gays, and it is fantastic. I just find him so enjoyable and so positive, and I just appreciate how he runs his social media page and the types of things that he posts and how he talks about you know, the cast members on these shows and everything. And I just find him very delightful. And think you all, Will, too. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead, give it a five-star rating and leave a kind review. It helps me get new and exciting guests. And, um, you know, if there's something that I say that upsets you or, a you know, disagreement you have with a take of mine. Like, I'd love to hear from you. So, you can reach out to me via DMs on Instagram. You know, someone actually corrected me last week uh, when I was kind of making fun of Denise and saying, you know, she really was put through the ringer and was treated really unfairly by the ladies of Beverly Hills who were trying to out her in a really nasty way. And um, honestly, I forget so much when we're like in a season. For certain things, I remember the past so well. And then others, I just, like Beverly Hills, for some reason, I have the hardest time remembering who was, like, mistreated by whom because... I don't know, they all kind of mistreat each other a bit, especially, you know, Kyle and like that whole crew, like Kyle and Erica and Lisa Rinna and and Dorit and Teddy, like they kind of would go after people in a way that was really nasty. But at the same time, this season, like I'm really feeling for Kyle. So, you know, I'm not like I'm defending her, but I'm kind of empathizing with her a lot and even, you know, enjoying Erica. So, I appreciated when someone was like, you know, they were really terrible to her. And yes, she was not very articulate in how she was trying to express herself. But, you know, she has a reason to still be upset with them. And and I agree. And I hope that we see more of Denise on the season. And I hope she's able to articulate exactly what she's upset about, because I do want to see her address it, even if she doesn't directly go after the, you know, rumors about an affair with Brandy. I think there's a way to kind of take Erica and Kyle down a notch for, for what they did. Um, and they would deserve that. Anyways, um, all that to say, I really do enjoy hearing from all of you. And hope you have a wonderful week ahead. We're going to take a quick break and then I'll be back with Larry. Hi, everyone. I am here with Larry Crespo of both the Instagram account and the podcast Bravo by Gaze. He is so lovely. We got to meet in person for the first time at BravoCon briefly, and I'm just so excited to chat with him today. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Mandy. I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. I know I, I did your podcast once a while ago, but i finally we got to meet at BravoCon. we saw each other at the airport Airport. it's like (laughs) one of it was like one of those moments because like you see people online and then like you see them like in real life and you're like i know who that is and like no it was great though no so i'm happy we finally got to meet i'm excited to chat with you all the things
0: all the things. There has been so much going on with Bravo, and I'm having a really tough time keeping up with both the amount of shows that are happening, but also with the news that keeps breaking. So
1: it's <laughs> is, wild. There,
0: is there any like big news story that you think I should know about that maybe I missed?
1: I mean, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's just been so much going on. Did you see – I mean, did you see the TMZ video? Yes. Okay,
0: that one I saw. That was very – Like,
1: what in the world?
0: I wish that both of them had parents that could step in and take the grandkids for a period of time and maybe even go to court to have the grandkids with them temporarily and, like – you know kinship care it's, it's it's unhealthy to have these two people so sad who scream at each other and likely hit each other and then the kid the kids are so scared that they called the police
1: Ugh. awful it's like such an awful environment for them to be in and it's just it is so insane that it has like gotten to this point where I, I know, like they're in, T- they're on TMZ every other day. It's like wild how much time. Att- oh my god! Literally, they're like they're posting like headlines on TMZ. Like, oh my god! Like, they're no longer getting divorced, and like the next day another argument, another police call. The next day they're at Cracker Barrel together with the family. Cracker Barrel. So exhausting. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yeah, it's like so exhausting. So I was like, there isn't like, what more can we even see? And I saw this the other day and I was like, holy crap. Like this is like next level. Like I didn't like his reaction was like, so like out of this world. Like he was so angry. And the fact that like they were just doing this in the driveway while the kids were inside, like, it's almost like they had zero regard for the children And like how, like what would happen if they heard this, that like my mind was, my mind was blown and I'm like so overhearing about their divorce. And then to see that, I was like, holy crap, this is insane.
0: Yeah. I have a sort of rule or thought, like if you are in a relationship and you break up more than once, it is toxic and you should not be with that person. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed more than one breakup. No,
1: because at that point, then you're just going to do it all the time.
0: Exactly, it's not healthy. It's and if you, especially if you have kids, it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your partner. And then if there's kids involved, it's insanity. Yeah. And what frustrates me the most is that when people are in these kinds of relationships, they're like, "You don't understand our love." You know, <laughs> like we just I don't like, want to. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know a, a woman who was with this guy for six years or so and like kind of on and off and she's like you just don't get it we just like love each other so much it's just so hard you know and i'm like that's not love and it no. upset her we were at a like cocktail party and i was like i don't think that's no. love <laughs> i'm not gonna yeah. like bullshit no, people like- when they're talking about right a really unhealthy relationship you know especially if they're not married, right? If you're married, it's like different. It's like, okay, like you can't just like walk up and get out divorced anytime you get upset. But um, I don't know, all of it just seems so awful and they just need to divorce and figure out a place where the kids can be so that they are not caught in the middle of all of this.
1: Yeah, it's so, it's crazy. So like that TMZ article got released and then like the next day, She's on Instagram stories, like selling his designer shoes, which they had to be his because they were like size th- men's size thirteen Valentino sneakers. Like, ah, uh, you know how she's like pushing her, like peddling her stuff, like her used clothes. Oh, I I'm didn't like, know that. I'm like, like m- I'm not
0: quite a like. I don't like Kim Zolciak. I just yeah, think oh, she's okay, real. So
1: You probably don't even know.
0: She's real trashy. I don't follow her. She's not on any Bravo yeah. shows anymore. And she's never fully transparent when she is on yeah. them. You know?
1: Oh, So Let's stop talking about her
0: then. Yeah. No, I just, I got, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was anything <laughs> else that I missed. That one I did see. Um, let's talk briefly about the Vanderpump Rules trailer. What in there oh shocked God. you the most?
1: Um, uh, oh, God. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I am so ready to see what is going on with the, this, like, divorced couple love triangle. <laughs> yes. I was obsessed with that girl with the pink hair making out with Katie and Tom, and I need to know more about what that whole entire situation is.
0: Did you notice at Bravo Con that whenever Katie was asked a question about dating, that she responded in a gender-neutral tone? Yes. Okay, I noticed and that, I too. At the,
1: I believe at the Vanderpump panel, someone, like, asked her, like... I like, have you ever thought about dating girls or like anything like oh, that? Oh, someone and said that? They all kind of like, yeah, they all kind of like smirked and like, wait until next season, <laughs> like alluding to the fact that yeah. like there is a situation. And then the trailer drops and like that was in it. I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait for this season to come out.
0: Katie looks so good in
1: Better the trailer.
0: She looks amazing. I love her too. <laughs> and I'm, I just want her to be happy and feel confident Same. and, have fun. Just have fun, Katie. You know? Loving it.
1: She deserves it after, like, 10 years of misery. 12! Like, don't get me wrong. 12
0: yes. years.
1: Yeah, and, I... and don't get me wrong. I know people, like, do not, like, care for Tom Schwartz. I love Tom Schwartz. I always have, but he was just such a bad husband and, like, significant other to her and, like, partner in life that, like, she really deserves to, like, go out and, like, just, like, live life and have fun and find someone that is, like, suitable for her. And I am so excited to see her do that.
0: Me too. I think him and her had a very deep friendship, you know? Mm. But the partnership part of it was off. Like, she put in more. Yeah.
1: That's not fair.
0: Um, what about the, like, bomb that dropped that Sheena and Tom Schwartz made out at some point in Vegas?
1: Girl. Girl like when was it <laughs> who was there i need like a i need like an exact timeline pull the security footage i'd like i want to see it like i almost like obviously think that it was before maybe even the show even started but i mean who's to say i don't think it's happened since she's been with Brock or since like I mean, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I have no idea. I'm like, was it at the Golden Nugget? Like, was it when Literally. her... Was like Ariana <laughs> making out with Tom Sandoval while he was dating Kristen in the pool, and then Schwartz was there hooking up with Sheena? I don't know. Like, none of it makes sense to me. I feel like maybe it's less risque as we are making it in our heads.
1: Yeah. I don't think it was like as bad as like people may think that it is, but I definitely think it's just another reason Sheena is giving Katie for not being a good friend to her. She held that for how many years? And this just drops. I read or I heard somewhere Sheena said like this was something that was like we were taken to the grave. Nobody was going to like ever find out about this. And then it comes out in season 11 like what <laughs> for, like for her to hold that from katie throughout their entire like roller coaster of a friendship i feel like it's just giving katie another reason to like not trust or care about anything to do with sheena
0: and katie takes loyalty more seriously than probably any of the other people on the show like she's i think 100%. one of the only people in the show that hasn't cheated on someone or been cheated. part of the cheating situation. So Yeah. And not just loyal in relationships, but like especially in friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wouldn't want to cross her. She
1: No way. That would scare me. No, I want her on my good side.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay. I since there are so many shows on right now, I am just going to go through the week, starting Sunday, all the way through Wednesday, and just ask you a little bit about each of the shows because yeah, I don't know that we have time to get into everything, and I don't want to skip out on on shows that I because I've been doing that. It's It's been hard. It's I'm, yeah. you know, I'm very grateful to the Bravo gods that have provided us with such <laughs> incredible programming. Um, right, and I am planning to use my winter vacation to try and get caught up on Married to Medicine because I'm still on season eight or nine, and I'm not. Yet I'm still so behind on
1: it. Yeah. So,
0: okay, let's start with Potomac. <laughs> Okay. Um, Let's. so they had a lot of conversations about spitting, swallowing, peeing, ass eating. But the most interesting part of the show to me was when they hang out in Robin's room afterwards and like Wendy and Candace seem cool with her. And that was just mm-hmm. so odd. What do you think, I guess, was going through both Candace's head and Robin's head as they approached this season?
1: I don't know. I have no clue <laughs> because it seems like watching you hear like Candace is like, we need to have a talk. And like Candace is like, she's been talking like in confessionals or like even to other people that like her and Robin had like a good friendship and all this stuff. And then Robin's like, I don't want a conversation. I'm good on you. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know. I don't know how they can fix this. I have. I want them to, though, because yeah. I feel like the two of them together can be so good. But Robin is like one of those people where like, if she's done with you, she's done with you. Like, it's like she can make, it almost I is like she that. can make a clean break and she doesn't want anything to do with you. And, but I feel like Candace is like the type of girl where if she maybe just tried like a couple more times, she'd be able to like get to Robin. I will tell you this. I was not, I was not a Candace fan until last season. Was it? Yeah. Maybe last season she turned on me when Monique left. I was like, I have like a whole like different perception of Candace. And like, now I'm just like, Oh, come on. You can't be mad at candy Gal, Like,
0: yeah. Right. I love you be Candace. nice to her. You know what I mean? I've always been on She's- Candace's side. I just think that, She has a temper and she needs to learn how to control her emotions. And the words that come out of her mouth are extreme and they do not serve her well in many situations. And she needs to dial it back in order to preserve her own well-being, right? Like I get that she was pissed at Robin. Yeah, I would have been very pissed at Robin. But rather than going on Twitter and sharing all of your anger and going on podcasts and Instagram lives and talking shit. Be curious, not furious. Ask Robin. That's what's her, that's going her though. She is a she. I know her Twitter thumbs are always moving. She's
1: she, she lives on Twitter.
0: She's a disaster on Twitter. I want her to Liter-
1: uh, literally Abby chill her that. <laughs> out. Exactly.
0: I need her to. I need her to just give not give Robin a chance, but before she goes crazy, have a conversation with Robin. Right.
1: Well, that's the thing, too. Right. Like, I think that that's where, like, obviously she went wrong. She's tweeting all of these things about Robin and Juan and. uh, She should have just went to her girlfriend first and talked to her about it, and then they wouldn't be in the spot that they are now. Right. Like. Obviously, Robin knows you're on a show. You're going to talk and tweet about things. I just don't think she would be as mad if you went to her first, you know?
0: Exactly. And then you would, you know, have a reason to be mad. Like, I went to her and she didn't apologize for letting the storyline be about me and my husband and him cheating when really there was something going on with her. And it was none of it was being shown on camera or discussed.
1: Right. Right.
0: You know, and when things happen in between seasons, it doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about it,
1: right? It's like, yeah, no, we want to know all. We like exactly it, and... in between seasons. Like, obviously, you're going to bring it on the show. Well, <laughs> your real life does not start when the cameras pick back up. Like, stuff is going on. <laughs> like...
0: right? Oh man, do you think Robin is? Like, do you think she actually knows that Juan is likely cheating, but she made the choice to be with him anyhow and is going to stick up for him? Or do you believe she's truly, truly in denial, like she's lying to herself?
1: I think Robin loves her man. And I think that she came into this show living with her ex-husband Multiple seasons of living together but not being together. Then they decided to give their relationship another shot. Is he cheating? Probably. I don't think she wants to divorce while she's on the show. Like, oh, like, you know what I mean? I I just don't, like, feel like she would want, like, the optics of, like, the way they came into the show. Them now being married again. Now they're divorcing again for the same reason. Because what are they going to do? Just continue to stay living together? Like, they feel their situation works for them. It's almost she turns a blind eye to it, but now so much so where I think that, I don't know, let's so where I'm coming from. So where my mind switched was when she was talking about how he cleans his phone. Yes.
0: Yes. I was Rem- like, girl, and this is weird. She believed this, that. This is weird. Like, it's not a normal thing for people to delete everything on their phone. That's just, people don't have time for that stuff.
1: No. Like, his DMs are clear. His text messages are No way. I, I have text messages in my phone from five years ago. Nobody has the time to go through and delete that unless you're doing something shady. So that is where, in that moment, my mind, like, kind of flipped. And I was like, oh, she, like... I think she at first maybe was turning a blind eye to it. So now she just like believes the shit that he's saying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, which yeah. is sad because she's another one that like, I wish she would have got the clean break back like years ago and could have just been out of it by now. Cause who knows where she would be in life with another man. You know, you know what I mean? Someone like who treats her so much better. It's just, I don't know the delusion Is so real that this, like, she thinks this man is faithful. Like, and did you even see they asked her if, obviously, asked her if she saw the messages between him and the woman about the hotel. She didn't even see them. Like, it is just so crazy to me that people, like, how do you believe that? Like, that is like, like, there should be like red flashing (laughs)
0: lights. (laughs) It would be one thing. Alert, alert. If she said, that she didn't see the messages because she trusted him fully and part of trust is mm-hmm. not looking into that. But the reason she didn't yeah. see the message is, is because he like cleans out his phone, not because yeah. she innately trusts him. It's a very bizarre sort of situation. I also was kind of shocked that she was talking about the cop state basketball lawsuit because any lawyer anywhere will tell you do not talk about a lawsuit while it's going on. Don't talk about it. None.
1: Candace even told her. Candace was like, no, I'm not talking about mine. Look at like what you said is not going to help your man. Like,
0: and she's just like, thinks that she's defending him by saying he did everything right. Like, girl, if everything was done a hundred percent by the book, then he would not be in this situation. And the, the, exactly the person that was, hurt in all of this wouldn't be suing so
1: the there's moments like this where i'm happy wendy is there because wendy is telling her like no this is not how it works like she, what do they call it a title, a title nine nine violation nine. i think is what yeah. they were saying and wendy's like trying to explain it to her and robin's just like okay smarty pants like no she knows what she's talking about well, like
0: i get if what she's if you're gonna saying. listen to
1: anyone listen to her
0: but I, I don't know if the Title IX violation actually is a thing that happened, because what mm-hmm. is going on now is a private civil suit of him oh, okay. as an individual. And she said, oh, well, Cop and State, like they've, or the University of Maryland, or someone's like agreed to represent him or pay, you know what I mean? And so like, I'm like, well, yes. that doesn't mean in a sense <laughs> like, look at how many yeah, universities like, oh, why would... covered up sexual assault like this Literally. is not all of it just looks so bad and I just I can't stand I don't the thing that annoys me the most is when they get pissed at Wendy or anyone for being smart and bringing up facts what they should be pissed yeah. at is if she's bringing up the wrong incorrect facts which maybe she is right. I don't know
1: right and I think Robin thinks that because the university is backing Juan or representing him, that it automatically means innocence, and exactly. that' does, that's not what it is,
0: no. It looked terrible, I thought. And, oh man. And speaking of Wendy, I mean, she really got emotional when Mia made the joke about the bird being is that your mama Hi. or whatever? And I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was so funny. I thought it was a joke. Like, come on. And I just, I don't know when Wendy's like, no one talk about my mom. She was a single mother. Look at all that she did for me. I'm like, I understand where you're coming from, but your mom goes on social media and says awful shit. And maybe like the kinds of reads and the kinds of things that she says are normal for you. And, certain people around you but other people find them extremely off-putting and there aren't that many moms of bravo lebs that do it like this like this is pretty extreme and so it kind of is like well if her mom is going to go after mia calling her crater face saying like horrible horrible stuff like I totally believe that she's going to call up someone and say other horrible things. Like it, you're not 100% just because she was a single mom who raised you and you feel like you should defend her. doesn't mean she can't do things that are wrong. And if you don't want her being mentioned poorly on the show, then tell her to stop acting poorly.
1: Exactly. That's do you think, on it. <laughs> do you think that um, Wendy would have been receptive to the joke, which I think is obviously what Mia meant by it, is to be funny because they're they were just talking about the shrine and all of that. Do you think that if it came from somebody else, she wouldn't have been as mad given the status of where her and Mia are and like their relationship? Do you know what I mean?
0: I don't think Wendy is able to laugh at herself. So yeah. I think that's like the biggest problem with her. Is like, she takes herself too seriously, but also won't show us who she is because she keeps changing herself every season. So it's like, who are you? And like, why can't you make like, I don't know. I don't think she can laugh at herself. So no, I actually don't think she would take it.
1: She does change every season because I was watching her this season and I was like, oh, she she knows that like she's on reality TV. She knows like everyone knows who she is and like. She's trying to get those one liners in and she's kind of just acting like a little too big for her riches. Yeah. Like the saying, like, you know what? Do you know what I mean? Like, she is, yeah. she thinks she's the star.
0: It's like, you just if not. you could just be yourself, <laughs> like, then you won't yeah. have to keep thinking about how to act. Like, that must be so exhausting, yes. you know? Yeah. Because there of, were like
1: some reads that she was trying to say and I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, it's not landing the way you think it's landing. Like,
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I just ugh, I don't know. She's a disappointment for me. Um okay, wanna move on to Salt Lake. <laughs> so um do you believe that Meredith Marks is behind some of these DMs? Like do you think she's got no. this whole like orchestrated sort of situation?
1: I don't think so. I don't think Meredith Marks is behind any of it. I think Dunsha may have been behind a couple, but not Meredith Marks. I think she's too like busy. You know what I mean? Like, she's always traveling. She I don't think that, like, yeah. I
0: do think it's true. Weird I don't know that she called Monica and was like, "Check your inbox," right? right. Like that. That's odd to me. Um, and like it of is... all people,
1: Monica. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, why are you calling? and then yeah. i just didn't like that she brought up all the stuff about lisa and her businesses last season and all of like the filings with the sec making it look yeah. as if lisa has less money than she does from one business when lisa owns like so many private like llc i don't know i just yeah. i think she's messier than she has let on and it reminds me a bit of lisa vanderpump and when like the women on the show Ooh. started to turn on Lisa because they realized that she was getting other people to bring up things on camera, you know?
1: Yeah. I, um I can see it now that you say it that way. I just, I don't know if it's just like me where I'm just like, who has the time to do that? Like, you're going to create a fake Instagram account, find all of these like court documents and like all of this stuff. Then like, send them to your castmates to potentially bring up on the show and say they were from somebody else where you could just bring it to the table and talk about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why wouldn't you just... Like, you want someone else to do your dirty work is exactly what it is. But I don't know. I don't want to... I don't know. I don't want to think that that like that. She's. I don't want to think that either. It's
0: just... I wonder, do you think there's... Any part that, like, Monica was the one behind it all? And, like, made Meredith look like the evil mastermind?
1: I mean, Monica did work for Jen. And, like I said, I think Jen may have been behind a couple. Yeah. So maybe she had... And, you know, who even knows how long she even worked for Jen to even know if she, like, saw how she did anything. But I don't... I think... Monica likes being on the show. I don't know if she would jeopardize her spot. It wouldn't even get her fired. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm trying to like go through every scenario in my head. Nope, I don't think it's Monica.
0: It's just so bizarre. Um, Monica is, it was really hard to watch her have that meltdown on this week's episode when she oh found out that she couldn't see her family. It was I rough. felt so bad for her. I did too, except, and and this doesn't mean I don't feel empathy, but when she's like, it feels like I have no family. I know what you're going to say. My in-laws won't like see me. I'm like, I'm not wanted at my in-laws' house. It's like, dude, you slept with your brother-in-law for 18 months. You should have known as soon as you did it the first time that you were never going to be part of that family, ever. Never. So what's wrong with you that you, like... That you think you can behave in this way, and that people will just stick around.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I don't like. I don't know why she would think that she would even be welcome. I want to know because I know they they released his photo. A very handsome man. But did he ever get divorced from his wife? Because it was her ex husband's sister's husband.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it was like. But I wonder if they ever got divorced. I don't know. I got to look into that. But I did feel so bad for her. Like, the woman has had so many issues with her crazy-ass mother um, the entire season. And she was looking forward to this. I want to know the reasoning as to why they backed out. Because since that occurred, she has said that, like, she believes that her mother now did not have anything to do with it.
0: Oh. So... I didn't see I that. want to
1: know what it was. Like, yeah, she posted like this huge like thing on Instagram. Um, because her mother had her mother's another one, another real house-sized mother who loves to run to social media yes. and post stuff. And she oh was my like gosh. no, like I connected production with my cousins and like set everything up and then I backed off. So I wonder if something just didn't maybe they just didn't want to be on TV. That I was my know. first inclination. Um, and the
0: fact that she told Lisa it's because my mother stepped in when she didn't have proof of that. Or even say, I think my mother might be behind it, rather than, like, it's my mom. It shows how easily she can take what she believes is her truth and say it with such conviction that it's not accurate. Like, she's lying. (laughs) You know, but it.
1: Oh, girl, I believed it was her mother. I was like, God damn it. Like, that's so rude. (laughs)
0: Oh, I immediately was like, I don't know. Because when she said this is why I thought it was my mom. I'm like, wait, so you don't have proof of that? Like, there's plenty of reasons people don't show up on camera. My God. Like, if you've ever watched like The Bachelor back and there's certain families that just won't go on the show or certain people. Not everyone wants to be on national television.
1: Right. My favorite moment was when she was crying and she lost her shoes. (laughs) She goes, oh, I have no shoes.
0: (laughs) I I don't know. I'm I'm
1: a Monica Garcia fan. I do. I love her for the show. I know people can't stand her. I think she is. I think she's doing a great job doing what she's like getting paid to do.
0: I think she's incredible for the show, but I think she's got a Jen Shaw Mm -hmm. streak.
1: 100% yeah
0: yeah like she's a lot more like jen shaw than anyone else that's ever been on housewives i believe like i think she's conniving i think she lies quickly because she determines what her truth is you know but not the truth no i (laughs) agree with you um anything else oh angie k in the greek mafia Sorry, I just thought Uh, all of that was so funny, especially when they were juxtaposing it with her in a Greek flag bikini trying to get on the floaty in the pool. (laughs) And
1: then they labeled it Angie the Don. (laughs) I don't know how to say her last name. It was so funny. It was so funny. That's like just all of the like the crazy that girl could not catch a break with them big ass sunglasses. Everyone's always making fun of her for something. I uh, thought it was hilarious. I loved, um, I don't know if we're going to get to I loved them fighting in the pirate costumes. Like,
0: yes. Okay, so let's, that's it. what I forgot to bring up. The uh, I thought it was extremely inappropriate for Monica to bring up Heather's daughter's sex life. 100%, Your sex life agree. and Heather's sex life are fair game. You guys are both on the show. You can ask yes. Heather, right? But don't talk yeah. about someone's kid because she didn't consent no to being on the show or... To having to be on the show as like a main, you know, person. Yeah. And it's none of your business. And it doesn't mean that it was Heather so is like sex shaming her. It just means this is a line and I'm not talking about it.
1: Yeah. And she definitely wasn't like, she was not sex shaming. And Heather even like was very vocal about it. Like you said, she drew the line. She's like, I'm not going to talk about my daughter's sex life. It's, Well, like just off limits. I loved when she was talking to her daughter, she told her daughter the same exact thing. Like this woman asked me if you're having sex. And then when she hung up the phone with her daughter, she goes, I hope you're having a lot of good sex. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like to her daughter, like, of course she can talk. She just doesn't want to share that with the world. Do her and her daughter have those conversations? Maybe, but it's none of your business, Monica. Like that's so, it was so weird.
0: But I think it's totally okay to ask everyone else in the group like when was the last time you had sex and i understand why heather oh, for sure is sensitive yeah. to that not being in a relationship and how that might look how maybe she's still not fully comfortable talking about it as like a single person there's just a lot that i, don't I... know
1: because you remember in the earlier seasons where she was trying to go home with that man yes ass, she was eating the meatball sticks like i think that like She came in being a certain way, like being the single girl that's just trying to get laid. She was always talking about wanting to get laid. And I think that as the seasons went on, she's gone into more of like a conservative, like a conservative space regarding like portraying herself with those situations. She's still funny and likes to make jokes and like be a little provocative, but she definitely isn't trying to bang dudes from the bar like she was before. You know what I mean?
0: Do you think it's because of the flack that her kids got at school, and not because she actually doesn't want to share that? It's because of how it will impact her family.
1: One hundred percent. I think she's very aware yeah. that of the way that her actions um, affect her impact
0: kids. her kids. Yeah, I think it's hundred percent that, and not as much how she, um, like, she didn't want to share with us, the viewers, right? But um, right. I, totally don't believe that all of the married women had sex either the day before or the morning of that That they left for the trip. I'm like, married people don't have sex as much as you make it out to be. I believe Whitney. I don't believe anyone else.
1: No way. Uh, There's no way Meredith and Seth had sex one day before he left. Uh, Maybe a a month and a half before he left. But like, there's no uh, every single one of them said the the day they left. I was like, "This is so
0: dumb. This is," and if you don't like, want to be honest about it, candy, that's the lies. Yeah, <laughs> I know. it's like, come on. And then when Angie K, like your daughter, sleeps in your bed in between you and your husband, so like weird. Yeah, I said it was weird too. I think that's like the weirdest thing about her. I don't think her glasses are old that is she weird. Eleven. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah i also think she likes the daughter being in the bed i don't think the daughter has like uh oh i need to be in the bed with my parents thing
1: i know it's just so weird it's so I, weird. I find it like, so she's odd 11
0: years old <laughs> in general i find co-sleeping odd yeah it's like no, you because it, not... it you don't get as good a night's sleep as when you're like in your own room in general yeah. like whatever i People get mad at me when yeah, I talk really about things like that. that. They're like, you're judging you parents ser- and yes. you don't even have kids. And it's like, yes, oh, I, I am judging parents. That's
1: <laughs> I like, I can still weird. judge. Sorry, I don't even know if I can curse, but it's also God, not you that You don't need deep. to like have kids to judge them. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also like she's 11. Doesn't she want to be in her own room with her toys, chit-chatting, texting on the phone until like midnight, like not cuddling with mom and dad in bed. Okay, I'm, I'm
0: done. I, I. <laughs> I feel the off. same way. Okay, Why? let's um do a quick stop in Winterhouse. So sure. <laughs> Danielle, I've talked a lot about this uh, last episode, but I am just so uh, disappointed, I guess, in her behavior. I think she is being so erratic and she's drinking so much and I think she uses it as an excuse for her poor behavior when I think she would – maybe even behave that poorly sober.
1: I uh, see what you're saying. I definitely was going into Winterhouse being like, oh my God, Danielle is like just fresh out of this relationship. She is going to Winterhouse finally after all of her friends have been going the past two seasons. Now she's single. We're going to get single Sharehouse Danielle drinking, having fun, trying to hook up with guys. I in no way thought that she was going to act the way that she is acting right now. I thought it was going to be completely different. I didn't know she was going to attach herself to one guy instantly. I was hoping she might make out with a couple dudes. Um, she spent her entire time on the trip with Alex and it was very erratic behavior And it was disappointing to see because I had higher hopes for her. I, again, it's probably controversial. People are probably like, what is wrong with you? You have bad taste. I love Danielle on Summer House. I have always thought she was like such a good friend. Such a good girl.
0: I don't think that's a crazy
1: viewpoint. Yeah. I just like, I didn't like the way she acted because she was talking so much about wanting to just be casual and like be friends, but she still wanted to have sex. And then like, Alex is like, no, I don't wanna do that. And she was like, okay, but like, can we be more than, like she just kept pushing it. And then the way she acted with Brian Benny, I wanted to jump through the TV screen and fight her myself. She was throwing that kid's clothes all over the place that just came in the mail. I was like, this chick is crazy and uh,
0: the disrespect to dharma alone i mean
1: literally (laughs) wild it's just like i could not believe that what i was like watching was she was like nobody's bringing energy we're here to party and like she pulled jordan aside and was like you're not you're being low energy because you have no guys flirting with you i'm like girl are you Maybe it's the altitude. Like, like are tea. you okay? I have no idea. Yeah, I was like, what is going on here? It was wild to watch.
0: It was. It reminded me of how she behaved at Lindsay and Carl's engagement party, where she made everything about yes. her and, like, was ab- so obsessive. Like, kept saying the same things over and over to different people to get a new audience to feel bad for her. When all she's doing is... Like creating bad situation. It's not helping and I don't know it's like she has this like compulsion to just like go around and talk to everyone but the person she should be talking to. Right. And he was doing that too. Right. He was talking to everyone but her but when he finally sat down he was real honest and I appreciated that.
1: Let's also like not forget that he's in his like mid Mid 20s. Yeah, he's an idiot. Like, (laughs) You know what I mean? Because he even told her he was like, I can't teach you anything. You're 10 years older than me. And I was like, oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah,
0: nothing wrong with that. So
1: like the way he's acting, like bouncing around, talking to his friends. I get it because he's 25. So which really means mentally he's 18 and he's an idiot. But for her, like she is you like she's uh, like older she's in her 30s you would think that like she would just be more direct with it your comparison to the way that she acted um at Lindsay and carl's engagement is spot on i couldn't agree more.
0: it's unhinged behavior it's not that the opinion is wrong right like if she feel felt they were moving too quickly or whatever but you you keep it together because your opinion is not the one that matters the most in this scenario and like Yeah, it was tough. It was also really I was tough. Watching like this, like yeah, I know a I it's like, like, oh, no. <laughs> like through the fingers. I also felt that way watching Sam. I felt like Sam showed up on the show, had been reading all the gossip. It's like, do they all sit around and read du and different, you know, gossip things? Like, are they all following Bravo by gaze to see the latest, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> shit everyone's talking? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't like I. There's so much gossip. I can't even post it because like I don't even believe half of it. I'm like, I'm not putting this out there. Like it's just so ridiculous. But yeah, I think I think that's what a lot of them do. I think that they are very much right. So they're these are first, second season people. I think that they get caught up in the fandom and seeing what everybody is saying. And her maybe having some in, in, like insecurity issues that we saw, obviously, from her first season in Summer House, not being with the guy that she's been talking to for eight months, if there's a way that she can get an inside kind of scoop as to what's going on, which you would think her friends are in there. Why wouldn't they just tell her? Why is she listening to what's on like a gossip site? But I feel like she was maybe just trying to look for information about what was going on from wherever she can get it. And... I think Corey should have just been a little bit more upfront with her about what was going on because she came in ready to fight and it wasn't like what she thought was going on was not happening, at least not in my eyes.
0: No. And I do understand why she's annoyed with Malia because I can't stand those girls that are like, we're just friends and then they're not actually just friends. You know, we all know those girls. Like, I have platonic friendships with men. It's not sexual it's not to flirt like yeah. it's really like that's that's you know rough housing with someone is very different than rough housing with your brother it just is with like a guy that you met two the weeks baby ago
1: birding, when she was like spitting the water that's I was, like, not well, that's normal not something friends, that's weird like, and
0: no. I get why it's you know, upsetting Sam, but she should take this 100% out on Corey because it's his responsibility as the man who's dating her to have some boundaries. It's not Malia's job to have boundaries, right? She's the single person. No, not at all. So I didn't like... She doesn't even know Sam. Also, I'm starting to think Casey, Casey wasn't that mean and wasn't that off about Sam because I've been reading and hearing other things where not trash, but that Sam treats other women poorly. She's competitive with them for guys. She's that kind of thing. So.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen that, but that's interesting.
0: I haven't seen that either, but the fact that I've heard it from a couple of people in New York um, is, makes me start to wonder also the major red flag I see with Sam is that she wasn't asked back to summer house and she wasn't asked on winter house. Despite Corey, being there, and Gabby, who's one of her closest friends, being asked back. So, I feel like production has... I wonder what that was about. I wonder if she's, like, not authentic on camera. I wonder... I don't know.
1: I don't know. My thought was... Because Corey's not back on Summer House. So, my thought was all of that. I thought that maybe they were being punished for some of the stuff that was floating around about him online. But I don't even think that's it because he had a big presence at BravoCon. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he was, like, the stuff that all was all over the place. I don't think that's
0: it. I defended him for the stuff that was floating around online because I feel like he yeah. grew up in a very conservative and bigoted environment yeah. and he was a product of that. But that I believed once he was exposed to more that he yeah. would be open to more. And I think that's been proven true. And he even posted during oh, Pride Month, like a um, fundraiser at a gym for like an LGBTQ yeah. charity. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Like, and I was
1: just, I was just like surprised. I like just didn't know what was going. What, what like where did he go? All of a sudden, he's just not going to be on our TV screens anymore. I have no idea. I thought he was good with the ne- like. I thought he was good
0: with the like, network. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was just. But he should have been honest with her. And I hope that you know, she focuses her attention on him and not on Malia and the rest of them. So moving forward. Okay. Beverly Hills. (laughs) Okay. I was really glad that we finally got to hear from Kyle about her friend Lorene's uh, suicide because That is obviously been what's the main driver behind her behavior changes. And anyone that heard anything about it or has ever experienced the suicide of a loved one knows how absolutely like life changing and life and perspective shifting that is. So I appreciated. Um, I also love that her life coach said there's no obligatory relationships. You don't have have to be around anyone and i thought that was was good some people take it too far but i, I for someone like kyle i think that's an important lesson and then i wanted yeah, to
1: no i agree
0: get your thoughts um okay a couple things <laughs> is it Anne marie or anna marie stop
1: it i literally just said the same thing today when i was recording <laughs> i mean, like, ago. can't figure it out Her name is spelled Anne Marie. A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E. Right. But they all call her Anna Marie. Are they calling her the wrong name? I think so. (laughs) I (laughs) don't know. I, (laughs) I don't know. It's driving me insane because her name is not spelled Anna Marie, and they are all calling her Anna Marie.
0: It it's so funny. Would you stay with someone who, or would you be proud if your partner told told you that you were an eight point five across the board?
1: She should run for the hills, run <laughs> for the frickin' hills. What <laughs> the? I hope, I hope that when those words came out of her mouth, she goes, "Why the f did I just say that out loud?"
0: I don't think she'd had that thought, Larry. Hate to break it to you, I think. No. No. Something's wrong with how her brain works. <laughs> and the fact that she
1: even said, like, after she said the 8.5 thing, she goes, Oh, wait, he said my body's in
0: 9.5. And like, that's not, you're not making That's this not better. better. Like it's weird that you're anything, giving like numbers to your spot. Like, it's very odd. And especially, I guess all of this for me is colored in the fact that he was accused of raping a woman in college 30 years ago and the school covering it up. I And then other people have come forward and were like, yeah, we knew about that. So it wasn't just like one person's story. There was like corroborating stories. I I don't know. I feel like she's someone who's like, people are going after my man. And, you know, like
1: bullshit like that. Right. Nobody wants your man who is writing a scorecard on you. Like, What? And the fact that you decided to stay with him after he told you you were an 8.5. Like, what kind of, like, shit is that? Like, it was, I couldn't believe, I was watching it with my boyfriend. He goes, did she just say that? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, she did. Like, <laughs>
0: it was wild. And then I also didn't like when she was saying how, they were dating and he was like, the first night he met her, he's like, I'm going to make you my wife. And then he acted accordingly. I'm like, this is a red flag. Like yeah. anyone basically claiming you without knowing you, it's, it felt like a power yeah. move by him. And she felt like, oh, but I'm glad because I want to be the trophy. It was, it's the dynamic between them seems weird to me.
1: I didn't like it. I was happy to like get a glimpse into her life. Cause I love those first couple of scenes we get when we meet a new housewife. You like see how their house operates. She has beautiful children, a beautiful home. Then she starts talking about the husband. I go, Oh, something is not right here. Yep. None of it sat well with me. I did not like anything that she said during that whole entire home scene in her confessionals. I was surprised that they even showed him to be honest with everything that's going on. I thought maybe they would have just cut him out. And just focused on her. Um, hopefully we don't have to see that much more of him. Because I, I, I'm not a fan.
0: Yeah. Ooh, uh, um, all right. Let's get into Kyle and Dorit. Speaking about Sutton's drinking too much. And maybe mixing with medication. Do you feel like they were out of line? To say those things? no i don't think so either i think
1: that (laughs) yeah i think that they're just making observations and sutton is giving them the fuel to say what they're saying like is she putting vodka in her coffee probably not were they did i think they were just joking when they said that yes but sutton likes a cocktail and there is nothing wrong with that and i don't like even and i don't even like Kyle going like and even when she said it a couple of episodes ago like i know what vodka does to you it makes you nasty like girl you haven't drank in like 6 months you're not like the epitome of like a sober person like don't start judging people for drinking just because you don't drink at the moment and i just i couldn't stand that part it drove me insane but yes i think that like i would i would talk about it too I'm yeah
0: like, i think they were insinuating girl, like that you maybe just went to she... dinner
1: and ordered like a go ahead sorry
0: no i think i think they were insinuating that maybe she drinks a little too heavily sometimes but i don't think they were insinuating there's a problem problem you know it's a yeah. fine line like i well, think I mean, when you yeah
1: when you go to dinner and the first drink you order is a double kettle on the rocks that's yeah you're like damn girl, you can't just start with like something, like something easy. Her drinks are like strong drinks and she drinks. Oh, I mean, she drinks pretty much straight vodka. So I can, yes, I see where they're coming from.
0: Yeah. I see where they, I think it's weird to drink straight vodka regularly. Um, you know, especially if you're not Russian, like if Julia Lemigova was drinking straight vodka, I'd be like, all right, that makes some sense to me. But yeah, I, I think it's more the behavior Sutton's behavior can be erratic at times, and people are looking for reasons why, and they're just thinking that could be one of the reasons, but I'm sure there's a lot of other things going on, too i thought it was the kind medication. of medication funny when well gabapentin's not that like serious of i don't I know, know i just thought it was funny when they were like is it your foot is it your foot medicine <laughs> like, <laughs> they all like know about the uh neuropathy they all know about her foot problems <laughs> like yeah it's um it's actually a really common side effect uh for certain people who are on hiv medicines And um, also some tuberculosis medicines and many other like things where like you get the it feels like pricks like in your feet or something. It like is the nerve pain and gabapentin. I mean, it's also used in veterinary practice. And I'm sure her doctor was like, yeah, if you have a cocktail at dinner and then a couple hours later you take it at night, you're good. Like, she, I'm sure the doctor is not like, yeah, take the medicine down with, like, a double shot of vodka. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know? laughs> but it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see how the Anne-Marie Crystal stuff kind of unfolds because she was talking was with more medical from. authority than she should. You know, like, if she's, she's just like, I'm just a nurse anesthetist. I'm like, if you were talking about being put to sleep, like, that woman knows it all. But... Talking about mixing drugs. Like, it's not smart to mix drugs and pills, but of all the pills, yeah. it's not like she's taking Xanax with it.
1: Right. I mean, something is definitely off with her. She has um, been, she's been irking me this entire season so far with the way that she's been acting. It's been driving me up the wall, but I think it's been making great television.
0: And marie or Sutton?
1: Sorry, Sutton. Yeah. Um but something's off. Something is off there. I don't know what it is. I was also very, like, kind of like wondering where the stuff between Crystal and Anne Marie was coming from as well. Because in the mid season trailer, Crystal's like, she's not even a doctor, she's a nurse. I'm like, are you digging up on her like what is going on
0: No I think she told someone like I'm a doctor or like presented herself oh, okay. in a way that was not Got it. You know. Not accurate. Not accurate. Yeah. I think um and then I guess my final question for you is I guess I I've been listening to whatever Kyle says about her love life and her status but after watching, I feel like now we can actually say what we think because we've actually watched her and Morgan interact. Do you believe her and Morgan Wade are a couple?
1: I did. It was so hard for me to not talk about this until I watched the show, but I didn't, I did not like give my opinion until I actually started seeing how they were on the show. I do not think that there is anything romantic going on between them. Um, are they a little flirty? But yeah, I just think that it really like became clear to me when she talked about the passing of her friend. And I think she is just looking for girlfriends that are in the same type of lifestyle that she is in right now, working out, sober, like all that stuff. And I think that she may have that in Morgan. and I th- And this just like maybe the fact that they are always together and like they hang out all of the time is because she's trying to replace her friend that passed away. I don't know, Ooh. but that's just kind of where my head spaces it with right now. I don't think there's anything romantic going on though.
0: Interesting. Okay. I actually think I agree with you, honestly. I'm not yeah? <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sold on this like, oh yeah, they're for sure together. I think one theory could be that they started off as really good friends and maybe now in real time they're together. But I don't know if when the show was being filmed, anything was going on. Yeah, I
1: definitely don't think that they were, like, hooking up. You know what I mean? Like, even watching them where she was FaceTiming them and she was telling her, like, could you believe that these women, like, thought that, like, the ring that I bought myself was, like, a gift Mo got me because he cheated on me? Like, could you believe that? And I was like, oh, so she's talking to her about, like, stuff that's going on in her marriage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, probably. So, I just, I don't know. I think she is just looking for different people to be around.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then um, (laughs) let's just end real quick on Miami. Marisol. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that Marisol is someone who would hire a private investigator to follow the other women?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Listen, for TV purposes, yes. In real life, I don't think she cares enough about these bitches to do that. (laughs) Like...
0: I think that too. I just, I feel like Julia is a little more conspiratorial and same with Adriana. I feel like the two of them are like more lean into sort of conspiracy theories and are willing to kind of believe these outlandish things because crazy things have happened to both of them in their lives. Like over the top things that sound completely impossible and untrue are true for them. So I think they're more open to, to hearing that kind of stuff.
1: Which seems to be a common thing amongst all of the ladies in Miami, right? These huge, insanely, unbelievable things have happened to many of the women. That's on that true. Cast. I so mean, think Alexia, like, not Lisa, normal. yeah, yes. Like you know, you know what I mean? Um, but no, I listen. I think Marisol is. She's just there for a good time. If she needs to argue with this, she's going to. I don't think she cares enough to hire a PI. I don't think she's going to waste her money on it. Not, uh, not on these ladies.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And then, um, so obviously Lisa breaks down completely when she's confronted by Kiki. You talk about Lenny too much. We don't actually hear about you. It's weighing you down. You know, we're kind of like over how much you focus on him, like spend less of your brain capacity on him. Um, where do you feel? Like how do you feel Lisa is navigating this divorce?
1: I uh, think it's so fresh that and she's going through so much shit that she needs to be given the grace to complain about it. I uh, wish that she wouldn't really talk so much about it with Jody just because I feel like maybe he might be lennied out. He even said it on the show. He said, I cannot wait until this is over so I don't have to hear about Lenny anymore. Um, But I can see where a friend would say enough is enough, depending on how much you're hearing hearing about it. Like, if you're on a girl's trip, you're just trying to have a good time, trying to get her to get her mind off of it. Even Alexia told her, like, we don't want to hear about Lenny. Like, I just feel like in... In the time where they are at now in the show... It is still very fresh. What is it? Maybe not even a year. It's not been a year here.
0: since at at the filming of this show. It had been a yeah, year like since still, he left her.
1: Yeah. And it's just like she has. He does crazy shit like all the time to her. Like it's not a normal breakup whatsoever. So I think you kind of just got to give her a little bit more time to talk about it. And then like. I don't know, just suck it up and be a good friend for her. Like, just pretend you're listening. I don't know. (laughs) Like, Just don't get mad at her about it. What I will say is I did agree with Kiki in the other episode where she just wanted to have her girl time. Mm -hmm. And the girls brought their significant others. I can see Kiki being upset about that. Like, damn, I just wanted to hang out with my girlfriends. Why do you got to bring your men? Okay, girl, like, be mad about that. Don't be mad because she's upset about her ex-husband.
0: Well, she just keeps finding ways to bring him up when it's not already the topic of conversation. Now, what I found interesting this episode is that the article comes out about her spending $10,000 a month on Instacart uh, and using... Lenny's money for that and Larsa's like he can't lie about that if you have it in court records you have to produce the documentation and just her thinking that it's Lisa ordering things from Sephora which made me laugh but they all were like we need to talk to Lisa about reeling in her spending because she's not realizing that like what this divorce means is that she will live a different lifestyle than she did before and she doesn't seem to want to accept that or to no. realize, it, you know, I think she thinks she's entitled to half. And I get that she thinks that. She was just looking
1: at that $7 million condo. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, girl, and you can't afford that. Like, it's
0: out of her price range. It's not. Yeah, she just needs to. And did you hear that now her current condo that she's in, which is $32,000 a month, is being paid half by Lenny and half by Jody.
1: Half by Jody, yeah. I don't like that. That's, I don't like no. that.
0: It's like, girl, like, have some dignity and respect for yourself to stand on your own two feet. I understand taking from Lenny. I don't, not the new boyfriend.
1: Jody's just her boyfriend. He's not even like a fiance. Like, yeah. that he, and I get it. He really cares for her. He loves her. Wants to make sure she's okay. But that's not his responsibility to be paying $16,000 a month in her rent. When he already lives in a multi-million-dollar home, like that's wild. Yeah, he's putting it on the market. I do not know he does to have that much money. Yeah. Oh, Adriana's old home.
0: Yeah. yeah. So wild. Anyway, I think I said this before on the podcast, but I have a friend that used to date Jody. Stop like, it. Yeah, he lived in D.C. for a really long time no way yeah, that's so cool she's like and she was in touch with him up until like a few years ago and said yeah he's like one of the nicest people he's like so kind um he's really like a really good communicator he's really honest yeah. you know I was like it's not often I, am, that I met him like, at BravoCon oh, and he was just so nice he, yeah he's got good energy she also thinks that yeah. he had a little face work done <laughs> when I can see that <laughs> it's yeah. But yeah, he seems no, really I great, it. and I, I hope... like
1: him. I just hope like I hope it lasts with him. I
0: hope it lasts too. Well, Larry, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Tell everyone where they can find your podcast. Anything you want to plug? Um, all things Bravo by gays.
1: Yeah, so I'm just on Instagram, TikTok, Threads. Um, all everything is just at Bravo by Gaze, and then. My podcast comes out on Fridays. Um, you can just find that as well anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It's just the same thing. at Bravo by Gaze with Larry Crespo, um, and then we have like mini episodes on Saturdays that come out talking all things Southern charm um, on Saturdays, and then we recap everything um, on the Friday episodes. I'm all over the place. I'm too. I'm too many places. <laughs> I love it. But thank you so much for having me. I listen. I can talk about this stuff all, all day. day long. I know. I appreciate <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much. We'll have to have you on again. I love chatting with you.
1: Thank you so much. I I will definitely be back.